Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled The Secret of Castro Negro, and it was written by Mark Pettigrew and Sandy Peterson. It's part of a collection entitled Ghastly Adventures and Erudite Lore. I'm your GM, and this is Episode 5. Ken Trench has prepared another enjoyable little video recap, so without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. After the shot in the dark, Harlow was knocked unconscious. Fortunately, it was just an accident. He hit his head on the way down when that bullet ricocheted off the wall of the hotel. The owner of the hotel took it upon himself to help by contacting the sheriff. That wasn't the best move. That sheriff was an idiot. He threatened us, saying there was strangers that were causing us trouble in the town. I've met that kind before. He was interested in keeping the town quiet, a peaceful town. Everybody didn't bother anybody, so he thought. Well, I know better. It's not like that. Julius was spooked with the whole incident. He wanted to leave first thing in the morning. So we decided to rest up and go to the chapel the next day. But some of us had a restless night's sleep with disturbing dreams that couldn't be remembered in the morning. However, we pulled ourselves together in the morning, got up and headed across to the chapel to see Father Alonzo again, to see if we could get any more information and a good lead. Arriving at the church, we fully expect the father to be providing mass for his few parishioners, but Father Alonso is nowhere to be seen. As we wander through the building, our attention is drawn to an open door at the side of the church, leading, we assume, to the bell tower. A chill air reaches us as we approach. Julius Lane suggests this is a possible vantage point for the shooter the night before. That man seems to be getting smarter. I ascend the creaking steps alone, not wanting to attract any unwanted attention. An unease begins to grip me. Is it the cold air? Or will I find evidence of our would-be assassin? I shine my flashlight around so as not to miss my footing. And because I'm fully aware that our enemy is still unseen and unknown. I feel cold beads of sweat on my face as I enter the top of the stairs into the room of the tower. The room at the top is pitch black, save for a few slight strips of light entering from the slats in the tower walls. I begin to move my flashlight around and hold my breath as I see a disturbing image of a twisted and distorted figure. It's a grotesque statue emaciated, exaggerated and ugly, shrouded like death, pointing into the distance. The hair in the back of my neck stands, I feel uneasy, the air is thin, musty, the statue is like this town sinister, I feel out of my depth. Then I hear it, a whisper, on the wind, 
I get the hell out of there and descend the steps as quick as I can to the others. Hisney and Haston go and check out the tower, but nothing new is found. We gather together and I pull myself together for our next port of call, the La Tomba Curio Shop. The proprietor, Filippo Diaz, a man in his 60s or 70s, tall, hunched over, and of course with those green eyes, deals in speciality orders of an unusual nature. It appears Godfrey did visit his shop and did order a book later, the one that Lane now holds. This town, this shop, is full of dead ends and creepy, disturbing curios, strange books and items on the shelves. I find a book that shows pictures of what appears to be cannibalism, a sinister recipe book of death. I think I'm driving Hisney mad with my uneasy finds. Haston buys some statuettes and we head on to the library, our last port of call that day. Finally we arrive at the Castronegro Library, a small two-story building more modern than most in the town. The pale librarian gives us a use of the library and the reading rooms, apart from, he says, room number two, which is privately used. I glance in the doorway to that room on the way by, and I see stacks of occult books, including a replica of the German one that Lane is carrying. That librarian shuts that door in my face. The silence in the people in this town is killing me. Makes me want to kill one of them. Anyway, this is what we find. Harlow finds evidence of early conflict around the church in its early days. Hisney finds history of a tribe of Indians unrelated to the rest who raised stone monoliths around the hillside around the town with gods of Nerob and Yohoso. I dig into the Diaz family line and find a strangeness from 1730 every time a male child, another Bernardo, is born every 30 years exactly and 20 years after that the old the old Bernardo dies. I've no idea what that means but it's one of the strangest things I've seen. Haston looks at the newspaper archives and finds in the last 100 years over 200 infants have reportedly gone missing perhaps more as well as more stories of cattle killings regularly every month on every ranch around the district. Castro Negro is a dark place. It's a place of death, and there may be more death to come yet. Excellent. Okay. So, you guys have just finished in the library, or you're still in the library. What would you like to do next? Mr. Steele, I'm starting to feel... Uh... Well, I felt all of my element before. Now I, 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 I'm feeling like I got in way over my head here. I'm not quite certain what what, do you, what to do in a situation like this. You know, we came all the way up here, and it seems like everything's just running into dead ends. I, I agree. I, I agree, and I, I think professors, we really need your help on this case because we came here to find two two men, two missing men. And at the moment, we're faced with a town who seems to want to keep its doors locked and its information secret. And there's something hell of a dark going on in this part of the, the country.
Dr. Yeah. Harlow, did you have any ideas with with your the study of the the forensics? Not a lot for me to study at this point in time, but um, I do agree. I think we've stepped into something that's that's a lot bigger than we expected. Um, I would suggest we we find some way where we can step away and uh, regroup our thoughts. Um, I don't think at this stage we're going to get too far into much of uh, anything else around here. The, the uh, locals are tight-lipped uh, and things going down, but nobody's going to talk. Um, I would not necessarily say let's leave town, but maybe leaving town might, for at least for a while, might uh, calm things down and give us a chance to figure out where we're going to come to next and if we have to come back after, you know, people have cooled down here and maybe uh, take a different approach. That might be more beneficial. You think we should go, like, back to Silver City? Or is this, you, I, you know, I, I'm kind of curious now that we're up here, what, mm. the, uh, what those uh, stone kind of like monuments uh, were, were all about? And I wondered if maybe uh, Professor was interested in those. Maybe that was something that drew his attention out this way. I honestly, I don't know much about these stone monuments. I, I'm still trying to get my bearings after waking up here. Um, head's a little foggy still. Uh, what stone monuments are you talking about? Well, uh, I'm just looking through the notes that I was making as we were reading there. And mm -hmm. apparently the... Um, some of the real early uh, uh, inhabitants of this area had, yeah, I don't know, was there three or four of these things outside of town? Hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking for my notes here. And But apparently it was uh, some sort of interest because we, we, we ran across details on it. Okay. It, it was uh, an, an old tribe uh, unrelated to the other Indian tribes, so that, that may... Uh, be of real interest to yourselves um, in the hillside are, are above the town. Yeah, I think, they, I think hmm. they refer to them as monoliths, uh, to some yeah. sort of deities monoliths? named... Yeah, named ne Negurab and Yohoso. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it wouldn't, hmm. do any it wouldn't do any harm while we're here. If you guys want to investigate that, we'll certainly accompany you because, remember... We've already been shot at once. I think we need to go armed. And I'm happy to help protect you guys because I feel in one sense responsible for drawing, drawing you all into this location and into this investigation. Can I make... Go ahead, go ahead, doctor. I was just going to say, it's a, I feel like we're getting pieces of information, but at the same time, I keep thinking about Gregory that, you know, or Mr. Godfrey, that you know, the man's missing and we don't know what's happening. Like he might be mm. in dire trouble right now. Yes. Yet we're looking at stone monoliths and library books. And like, I, I, I'm not against this sort of research, but at the same time, I feel like our, I feel like we need to find a more focused, if that makes any sense. Oh, it does. It definitely makes sense. And yeah. I, I wish I, I understood 
a little bit more about you know how to find missing people so i knew what to look for but i mean that's you know, i understand archaeology and anthropology not not how to find missing people so and so i'm just thinking of things that he might have been interested in and it you know, and if he was trying to find out about the uh, early inhabitants of this area, I thought maybe that's why those monoliths uh, might be a place to go to versus just backtracking to somewhere we've already been. Hmm. Do we do we know where those monoliths are located, or are we going to have to try and dig that information out from our tight-lipped townsfolk? <laughs> Tom, can you fill us in there? I'm not certain if we actually got the locations on that. You're, you're muted. Which locations? For the monoliths. Do, did we find that out when we got the information about where the locations of the monoliths were? No. It okay. was it was very sketchy. Uh, it said at least one monolith was, monolith was erected by these Indians, but it doesn't give you any idea of where. <clears throat> and it also mentions that the Apaches wiped this tribe out. Hmm. Um, sometime in the 1600s, I believe. Yeah, 1650. Something around 1650, yeah. Hmm. I mean, and it's pretty disappointing that the, the, the boy that went missing from here, his family doesn't even seem to want to help us out. Mm -hmm. It says that a few of the stone of their stones can still be found on the rough hills around Castro Negro. I, th I think, Professor Hisney, you've got a really good point about finding Godfrey and also David Lane. Um, my gut feeling is that um, the powers that be in this town know more, a lot more than they're saying. Yeah. Um, I would also like to um, take a visit to the tobacconist shop and put some pressure on there. However, my concern is, that's my natural inst instinct, but my concern is if I do that, then the law, the law is going to come down on us and we're going to have more problems in the town because we've already had a bad experience. Yeah. So the one lead we do have for Godfrey that we've not looked at, which isn't here, is that he was on the train to Silver City uh, from one of the towns in between the town to Silver City when he went missing. Yeah, between uh, Las Cruces and Silver City, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, thanks. It's Las Cruces, yeah. So yeah. Between, between those two locations, and that's not a long, long distance. He disappeared. So, where we find that information is a good question, but we could maybe go to the railway or maybe go to Las Cruces to have a look about there. Hmm. Remember the story that we were told originally from the young man on the train was that uh, there was two kind of Indian-looking gentlemen with him, with green eyes. Surprise, surprise! And <laughs> uh, and the professor seemed to be drunk. Was he drunk or was he drugged? Yeah. You know? And mm -hmm. he went missing. To me, it sounds like they threw him off the train while it was moving. It, it, Tom, in our relations with uh, the professor, did he, uh, was he a casual drinker? Did, I mean, is that really out of character for him to have maybe been a little tipsy midday? No, it's prohibition. He wouldn't have drank. Okay. So he, he, if he, okay, gotcha. He was an outstanding well, professor, so he wouldn't have jeopardized his uh, position. Wouldn't have wanted to make a, make a public scene or be caught doing something like that. Then, yeah. Um, go ahead and do an idea roll. 
a success for me. That's a success. Just a regular. Okay. Success almost hard, but but no. uh, high up there. I'm kind of I'm kind of pointing out maybe the obvious that you probably already realize, but in every case, it would seem like the person, whoever it was, was abducted and by green hair green eyed uh, black haired people. Not necessarily thrown off the train. If he was thrown off the train, they would have found his body. Fair enough. Unfortunately, we're going about a town where every single person has green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, which Juan, would... Herrera, Juan Herrera doesn't have green eyes. Yeah. He's the only good guy in the town. Come on. <laughs> That's our right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. The question. The question is: Do do I follow my gut instinct and start putting pressure? I, I really feel like this town is like a powder keg, and I think if we put the pressure in the right places, we'll get we'll get results, but we'll also we'll also get some comeback. You know, off of. My concern here is that if we put too much pressure, um, the locals will come and turn on us. And if the locals are involved with uh, our missing people, what's to say that they wouldn't try to have us missing? You know, as we stand around either in or outside the library or, or around that area, um, I remind you guys that I passed, remember the reading rooms? When I passed reading room number two, that I could see that those books were those kind of occult books that some mm -hmm. of which some of which are in the shop, and I'm convinced that I saw one that was also the same book that Julius Lane's carrying about the German book, hmm. um, and which... that, that that library uh, uh, manager shut that door in my face. Which I don't mean. I hope you don't take this the wrong way, Mr. Steele, but with your profession, I'm wondering if by chance you have the ability to pick locks? Um, it's not something um, that I've... You're above board, I understand. No need to explain. Yeah, it's not something... I know some of the guys in my line of work do that. I tend to use my fists a little bit more. Gotcha. I'm a boxer. Yeah. Well, what about the um? Uh, I forgot the name of it, but the the bar, the uh, the rest, yeah. not the uh, not the hotel restaurant, but the Sancho's. Sancho's, Sancho's? yeah, mm, Cantina, yeah. yeah. I think um, if you guys check that place out, did did Joshua say he was going back there on his own? I can't remember. Maybe, maybe that's where Julius went now. He's maybe away to the bar. Yeah. Could Probably be. We can't find him. Well, yes, I'll be honest with you. Wandering I'm, about. I'm not opposed to you putting pressure. I just don't know when to say when. You know, like like yeah. you said, there's there's a danger to it getting out of control. So, and and I look around at the rest of our. Professors here, I'm not sure any of us are really situated to back you up. Do any of you have guns? 
well, there is that, yeah. Um, what what about this this what about this situation with the monoliths? I know it, it sounds like going out for a day trip, but could it be that um, Godfrey may have been up there and left some clue of being around that area? It doesn't explain his disappearance from the train, no. You know, but or maybe he found out something over there, and that's why he was uh, heading out on the train before he got uh, got taken away. I should. Uh... I should clarify something that where you are right now is really a part of the Gila National Forest. Um, at least that's where Castro Negro is. So it's not like a desert out there. It's it is a desert. It's dry and it doesn't rain much, but there are trees and, and greenery everywhere. So the hills around you are kind of you know carpeted in. Greens and browns mostly, but there are trees, pine trees. You're high up. So it wouldn't be like looking out across a flat uh, no. surface and just being able no. to pick out where a monolith is sitting at. Yeah. If it was yeah. the desert, you could go, well, there's one, and there's one. <laughs> so dive so into the heat. Yeah. Sorry, when you go for hmm? No, I'm just saying out of character, uh, I've been to the Gila. It's, it's think of forest, but uh, on a... On, Mostly evergreens and uh, and uh, really dry. So well, I wonder if the, I wonder if the the priest hasn't been unfriendly to us. I wonder if the priest or the innkeeper could point us in that direction. If that's what we really want to check out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, that sounds fair. Come on, Ford. If you've been there before, you know where the monoliths are. Of course, but I can't say in character. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can say by private message. No, you, can't, you can't even do that, or there will be consequences. <laughs> well, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I don't trust that priest. I, to be honest, gentlemen, I don't trust anybody local here. Yeah. And from what you've been telling me, and what little I've, interactions I've had, it's it's pretty darn cold over here, and uh, I just got an uneasy feeling. And uh, the with the with the shot, I think that shot was a warning to us to get out. What do you yeah. think? What if Godfrey was run out of town, like like they're trying to do with us? Maybe they if he was run out of, if he was run out of town, then they probably wouldn't have uh, taken an interest in him. But it just seems more and more the way I'm thinking about it is that. Maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but it sounds like Godfrey found something, and they did not want him talking about it. That that ties in with David Lane as well, because you might remember the librarian said he seemed to be in a hurry. Mm -hmm. to so the two of them may have found something of interest, uh, which wasn't liked around this area. I, I've got a suggestion. Why, why don't... Um, why don't you guys go and speak to the respectable priest and I'll go and try and find Lane and the two of us could go and see the tobacconist buy some cigarettes and uh, put some pressure on to see if there's any other bits of useful information we can obtain. Yeah. Sounds fair to me. Maybe before we leave the library, can I check? Um, we have those, those names of those gods, the, the ones you mentioned tonight, 
Europe and Yohoso. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wonder if there's any local folklore books that we could look those names up. I'll go ahead and do a, a library roll for me. Failed by ten. Um, Can we each attempt that? Hmm. No, I don't think so because it's an obscure piece. It, it just counts as your guys looking. Um, yeah, I usually, I, I sometimes I let you do luck spending, but like five is my maximum usually, not ten. Um, You don't really find anything other than the reference that you already found. Talking okay. about. No. Um, yeah. That's okay. all that you find on that. Sure. All right. Split the party. Uh, I'm good with it. Uh, I'll make a suggestion, professors. If you're speaking to the priest, maybe just drop into the conversation. Uh, we've been to the library, and does he use one of the reading rooms on a regular basis? Ah. Is he the is he the one that's using room number two? You know, that's a good good idea. Mm -hmm. um, if we if we can find that out, then he may be he may be friendly, but he may also be a little bit more sinister than we thought. <laughs> mm. Just kind of curious, since I've been out of it here for a while, have you guys been to any other places in town here? Or talked with any of the other locals while I was out? Not a lot, no. Um, hmm. We didn't really go anywhere. Uh, church. Uh, and you and caught they, up with us, yeah. And you didn't have a good encounter with the cop, with the policeman. The cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came to see us. Surprise me. Yeah, he that came man. to see us at the end and just was very unhelpful. That man was an idiot. He's one of the ones I'm wanting to poke in the face with this fist. Yeah. We also we interviewed the shop owner for the Tomba. Mm -hmm. um, what was he like? And, yeah, didn't necessarily give us much at all. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of things he didn't quite seem to know what he had. Hmm. It was on, he was almost like a a dealer who you have to tell him what you want, and then he would try to go find it. But he doesn't necessarily like we would ask him questions about some of the things he had in the shop, and he didn't quite seem to give us any solid answers. That's very odd. Like, for example, it... we found a, a gramophone, the uh, one of those wax cylinders. Yeah, yeah. But then he doesn't have a gramophone to play it on, so he had no idea what the recording was of. Hmm. Interesting. Just gets hotter and hotter here, you know? <laughs> hmm. So I'd like to like... check out the. Sorry, go ahead. Now I'd like to check out the Latumba there if we have uh, a chance. Depending, we don't get shot again, shot at again. Uh, professor, can you read Latin at all? Little basic. Uh, they found a particularly interesting book over there. You should check out about cannibalism. Uh, yeah. It look, it look, yeah, uh, I could just, I just read it from the pictures. I couldn't read the Latin, obviously. Mm. I'm not schooled that way, so you might want to. I know, that. I know some little basic bits of Latin, but that was never one of my high points, unfortunately. 
It looked like some kind of cannibal's re recipe book. And that's disconcerting. And Sam found it very disconcerting because he took some yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I made sure that uh, I showed Professor Hisney the book as well because I, I didn't want him to miss out, you know. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, what about we meet in about half an hour? If, sure. you, if, you're, if you're going to speak to the priest, yeah. Back at the hotel? Uh, or the bar, if you want. Over bar? the way. Okay. 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 All right, let's do the tobacconists first. Is that where you said you wanted to go? Yes. Um, uh, Tom, and, and uh, is it wise for me to go and try and find uh, Lane to back me up here? Or are we just letting him have a wander just now? You don't know even where to look at this point. He's wandered off somewhere. You figure, okay. you know, okay. He'll, he'll, he can handle himself. Well, I make sure that I've got Bob and Betsy in uh, in my uh, waistcoat. Okay. And I head down with a, a mean look on my face. Well, now from the library, it's just a little ways down Church Street to the tobacconists. And then across the churchyard to Latumba. Okay. You want to do it in that order. And of course, for the rest of you, the church is just across the street. From where you are right now all right so um those of you heading over to the tobacconists uh the valela Pereira tobacco shop um refresher uh philip uh, valela Pereira is the owner uh um so when you walk in there's a little ding ding you know from the door and uh he comes from a back room. He's not actually behind the counter. He comes from a back room and comes out and he says, uh, gentlemen, what can I do for you? Well, I order some cigarettes. I say, well, could I buy some of your best cigarettes? Chesterfields? Sure. Yeah, that, that sounds great. We'll have some so, of them. He pulls those down and rings it up matter-of-factly. And anything else? So, how are things going? Uh, any news about your nephew yet? Since we last spoke. Oh, um, nothing, nothing so far. I I see. Um, is this town the kind of place that people tend to go missing from? What's that supposed to mean? I mean, the uh, we we we're looking for two missing people ourselves, and. Uh, it seems like nobody wants to talk or nobody wants to help out. In fact, the sheriff didn't even want to help out at all. Well, I don't know anything about that. Um, gentlemen, is there anything else you want? Can I do a psychology on this guy? Sure. To see if he's, if, if he's just a grumpy character or if he's being evasive or... Yeah. Yeah, that's a pass. He definitely doesn't want to answer your questions. I get a little bit closer in his grill, you know, and I say, hey, look, we need to find two missing people. And just about everybody we meet in this town is tight-lipped. And I put some intimidation on. And I say, 
somebody needs to give us a hand here. And I got an idea of who's in control in this town. But if you don't help out, there may be consequences. And he just sort of looks at you strangely. And he says, I said, I don't know anything about that. Now, either buy something or leave. Can I put a bit of intimidation on? A bit more pressure? Sure. And try. <laughs> well, this happens to be one of my good skills. Um, <clears throat> that was a hard success. Okay. Um, he can see that you're you're desperate and serious. And he says, look, I can't tell you anything about those other people. I don't know anything. He says, all I can tell you is that my good-for-nothing nephew is gone, and I'm not really that surprised. Uh, what he was doing in Silver City, I haven't a clue, but... We stick together in this town, and he chose to leave. So he probably got mixed up in something. So there are consequences for those who don't want to stick together in part of the town, yeah? Well, this is a safe place for us. Safe from this what? Is our, this is our hometown. And what do you need to be safe from here? The evils of the world that are out there. Okay, any particular kind of evils? <laughs> Talk to the priests. Okay. You no, know, it's all hell and brimstone out there. Let's leave it out there. We've lived okay. here for we've lived here for what 400, 300 years, and uh, this is where we belong. It, the, the, world, the, world, the world eats you up when you go out there. And so I'm not surprised. He was a, he was a trou and, troublemaker. I try and placate him a little bit and say, you know, I've got to apologize. You know, I'm under pressure. I'm actually being employed to find these men. And we just felt like nobody's really wanted to help us. So I'm sorry, you've got the wrong end of my frustration here. Well, I'm under a lot of stress. So... I am too. Just, uh, you know, I got to get back to what I was doing. I'm organizing my back. Uh, buy something or, or. Okay, well, on. I, I say, well, give me another packet of cigarettes for the hard time I've given you, and I'll leave him a tip. All right. Did any of you smoke? <laughs> I think it's just him there. All right. I, I'm buying an extra packet with all of Julius's extra money I've been getting off him, you know, so it's fine. It's all good. And uh, I, I, on the way out, I kind of just feign um, uh, a passing interest. And I know the little figurines that were mentioned before that some of the guys spotted. I say, mm -hmm. what, what, uh, what are these interesting little figurines you have up here? And he looks up there and just sort of gives them half a glance and says, decorations. Okay, Doc. Okay, I head out of there and I go outside. All right. Um, all of you do a listen roll. 
Can't hear a thing. No. A hard success. Okay. Any of the rest of you got a success? No? Okay. <clears throat> With your psychology role, you could see that he probably knows something. Um, but uh, he's either not willing or not able to say. Um but as you guys are leaving the door, as the door is swinging closed, you hear him mutter something. This is uh, Sam, because you're, you're a detective. You're listening. I'm a sharp you hear, guy. You hear him mutter something. And what it sure sounds like is wasn't even good enough to be buried in the family vaults. Okay. As suspected. <laughs> what 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 I want to do is, you know, look as if we're head, heading out. I don't is it just me or are all the professors with me or are you guys They're not all with you, but Yeah. Okay. Some of them went I, I, I want to kind of look as if I'm going there but kind of meander off to the side and just kind of keep an eye in the back back of the house because I remember the first time I visited, there was there was noise, there was somebody in the back back shop, there was something else going on. So I want to see if there's any kind of commotion and begin to side up to the back of the shop and he, see if I can listen in, if there's anything okay. else going on, any okay. conversation. Um, go ahead and do a, a listen roll. Oh, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna put a point of luck onto that. I've got okay. just one over, one over. So a point of luck. Uh, okay. So that's a pass. Um, you're pretty sure he's talking to somebody in the back room. I want to. I want to kind of stealth up and try and get get maybe behind a wall or something that whatever's at the back of the building to try and get really close. Well, the building itself is is probably you know brick and adobe, mm. um, so you can't like hear through it. But you can hear through the the, the back door is made out of metal. Um, is there a window nearby? There's no there's no windows on the back. There's a garbage can, and uh, you just can't hear through the door. You can hear that there's that he's talking to somebody, but you can't hear who he's talking to. Well, it's as I suspected. I, I, I suggest whoever's with me that we, we join up uh, once the professors have spoken to the the priest. Okay. Um, well, and you guys were going to head across to Latumba as well. Mm. Um, all right, let's jump to the, the gentleman talking to the priest. Uh, you arrive at the church, and it's still it's, it's unlocked. When you step inside... You know, it's empty. So you're pretty sure the priest is probably in that the room on the side that he normally is in. What would you guys like to do? Well, I'd, I'd want to proceed to that door that's up there on the, 
I think it was to the left of the altar, and and just give a a, a quick knock. Okay. Um, you, when you walk up to the door, you can see that it's not closed all the way. Um, you can see uh, light coming from inside, and as you knock on the door, when you hit, when you knock, the door sort of swings open, and uh, you can see that the priest was setting. Uh, there's a, a desk, and he was reading a book, and he just immediately stands up and he says. Oh, yes, uh, you're Mr. Uh, 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 Harlow, was it? Um, I'm Mr. Harlow. This is uh, Mr. Hast and Mr. His Hisney here. Uh, yes. What can I do for you, gentlemen? My compatriots had a head. And, I, and I step into the room. Instead of letting him come out, I step into the room. Okay. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you have a question, gentlemen? Oh, Dr. Harlow, I thought I cut you off. No. no. Okay. Well, uh, well actually, uh, Father, we're, we were here because uh, we, we found out some more stuff uh, for, uh, that we think might be linked to our, our missing uh, family and associate here. Uh are you familiar with some sort of uh, stone monoliths that are around the town in the hills somewhere? Oh, well, I I think I've heard that. I don't go wandering much up into the the woods. So you're not um, sure where they are necessarily. Um, no. I I as I recall, somebody once said that they were they were out walking and they just stumbled on one. But uh, I don't know where that was. Okay. Do you, do you recall if they said they were actually close to town, or was it quite a ways out? I don't think they really said. Okay. I can uh, I can appreciate that. You know, and we're and again, if this wasn't so urgent for us to try to locate our um, our associates, that you would, know, uh, I wouldn't uh, dare bother you like this. I feel really uh, bad about having to keep coming back here, so I apologize for. Our intrusion. No, uh, no. any time. Yeah. yeah, we we also happen to, to stop into the library, and uh, they've got a, quite a nice little collection over there. It's a nice library for a town this size. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it, we we enjoyed reading, you know, some about the local history. We're we're glad that yeah, we you, you've got a nice uh, librarian there. Uh, do you make it over there very often? Um, occasionally I take out books, yes, and oh. and read them. Okay. Do you do you read or use any of the office space there that they have available? No, not usually. Okay. It looked like somebody was really making use out of one of the uh, one of the rooms in there. We saw lots of books, and it seemed to be marked off as private. Yeah. Any idea who's been doing research in there? You're talking about reading room number two. I believe that was it. Yeah. I think that that is reserved for members of the Diaz family direct, like uh, if Bernardo um, the sixth um, has things that he he collects or needs, he keeps them there. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, it's a private. It's 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 like a private small small private library. That one room. There's oh. not a lot of books, but. Pardon me, uh, Father. Um, is there a way we could get in touch on a on a on a friendly basis with uh, Bernardo the Sixth? Oh, uh, maybe to talk I don't think that's him. a good idea at all. Okay. Bernardo is. Uh, uh, I guess I guess the word is xenophobe or. Uh, I understand uh, completely. Uh, I understand. Is there anybody in the family who'd be willing to you know just try to talk with with huh. us or? Most of the town. People okay. are people related either to the Diaz's or the Valela Pereiras. There's a few uh -huh. families that came after that, like the Herreras and the Garcias. Yeah. Um okay. but uh they're all related in one way or another. Mm -hmm. There's some that are there there's some that are like family proper and then mm -hmm. there are some people that are just on the outskirts. Father, if you don't mind me asking, um who uh, who uh, occupies the uh, the uh, seat of uh, town leader or uh, or a mayor here? Well, we don't really have a mayor, but if anybody, it would be Bernardo de Diaz. But Bernardo Diaz. Okay. Okay. He's more the owner than anything else. Owner. I mean, he owns most of the buildings in the in the uh, the town. Fair enough. That's why you find so many uh, Diaz's and Valela Pereira's running the, the stores and the shops. Mm -hmm. He doesn't own the church building, does he? Uh, no. Technically, the Catholic Church owns the, the, the church building. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I noticed we, we, we interrupted your reading today. Were you, were you uh, into anything interesting? Well, just more an exercise in... Uh, in uh, my abilities to translate uh, Latin, uh, it's an old, oh. old form of Latin. And he points over to the book, and you can see that it's written in Latin. But the characters are odd. You know, they're. It almost looks like there's additional characters in there besides what you would consider Latin, or it's possibly. You know, German is a pretty strange-looking language when it's a really old form of German. Um, it could be Latin written with German letters or something like that. But there is something that looks odd about it. He says, you know, ever since... Uh, oh, shit. When was Vatican II? That's the 60s, isn't it? Um, so I guess he would be pretty fluent in Latin because... the the mass would still be being done in Latin. Yeah. So yeah, he says I'm always trying to brush up on my Latin and keep it going. Good idea. <laughs> Anyways, if there's anything that you need or you need to uh, discuss with me, I'm I'm always open. Oh. Uh, you you mentioned uh, before that a lot of the uh, town has has changed parish. And uh, gone, gone to a, another parish uh, quite a ways away from here. Um, yeah. uh, have, have you any idea why they would why they would you know not come well, to the church? Here? Has there been like some kind of issue or or uh, or something going on with the families where they don't feel comfortable? I really. 
I really can't say for sure. I, I thought at first that my dwindling parishioners had mostly to do with the fact that the church can be rather cold okay. in the mornings. Um, I think the... Uh, now, it says they're going 20 miles away to some other church. I don't actually have details on that church or anything. Mm -hmm. right. he'll, he'll probably say they probably have central heating. Mm, okay. And, so more more modern facility? Uh yeah. More modern okay. than more modern than one built in the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I understand. I understand. Um I guess a lot of a lot of older older people then kind of looking for comfort. That and curious younger people occasionally. I don't see okay. them more than a few times before they decide that it's too cold to mm -hmm. go other mm -hmm. elsewhere. Do you get any uh, uh, spikes in, in membership, you know, like around holy, specific holy days, uh, like Easter or or throughout the summertime when it is warm and a little bit more uh, accommodating? I suppose Christmas time I get a few more parishioners, and Easter I have a few more parishioners. Hmm. Um, okay. I think that the vast th – this is not a, not a great thing to say, but I think the vast people – that walk through those doors over there are people like you mm. who have stumbled upon Castro Negro and just decide they want to take a look inside the church. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Father Alonzo, when, um, you know, the, the, the missing local boy, uh, I believe his name was, was it Joaquin? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did he come over by any chance? Uh, no, he wasn't much of a church goer. Okay. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he maybe he wasn't on the best of terms with his own family, so didn't know if perhaps the family was going to church outside of town that he tried to come here. Okay. People in this town are set in their ways, and uh, the older people expect the younger people to take over what they've built here. Um, it's not surprising when younger people want to just leave town and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Well, with the economic boom in the country, it's it's quite uh, understandable. I mean, Bright Lights of Albuquerque brought in a lot of people from the surrounding areas. From what I understand, it's just up and up and up from here for years and years and years to come. Mm -hmm. Did you, um, by, by any chance, are you familiar at all with the, the family lineage of the, the Diaz family? We found well, some interesting records of, about... Uh, it seemed like almost on a regular basis or a very repetitive basis about the the way that a new son was born into the family and then they would pass on, the older would pass on. You're, you're talking about the the Diaz family, the current Bernardo. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a strange family tradition. They name, they name their firstborn son always Bernardo uh, to continue the tradition and... Um, 60s is a rather good age to pass on to the next world. Mm -hmm. Just seemed really consistent. I wasn't sure if perhaps there was a uh, a physical component that led to that. Do you know of them having any particular ailments or uh, deformities? Well, I know that you've probably yourself noticed the dark hair and the green eyes everywhere. Um, 
that that's a very powerful component in uh, both the Diaz and the Valela Pereira. It goes all the way back to Spain. And because of the closed circuit of the town and the interbreeding, you might say, uh, it seems to be everywhere. Um, other than that, well, there is a, there are a few, you, you said deformities. It's not a very nice word, but there are definite facial characteristics, big teeth, um, um, as they grow older, they tend to develop sort of a hunchback, if you will. Hmm. They tend to be somewhat tall, um, compared com relative to the, the others around them. Um, but those are just family traits that have carried through. Um, I apologize for the social misstep. Uh, English I, is my, is kind of a second language for me and, well, I, I, I don't mean it. I don't mean it that way. It's just you know, it's not. It's 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 all right. Um, as far as the actual Diaz family, um, I don't know them directly. I know members of the family, but the major components of the family, the 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 what you might call the noble members of the family, they don't come to church. So Father, if, you look, if you look out in our if you look out in our cemetery, none of the Valela Pereiras or Diaz's that are buried there are members of that branch. Well, uh, where where are the where that's where are those family members buried? There's a family vault. Is that on private property somewhere? Oh uh, yes. That's uh it's actually um I've got the directions here somewhere. It's uh, it's actually in that direction. Uh, it's if you if you get to the top of the hill and you look down, you'll see another hill, and it's built into the side of the hill. As many is it next to a homestead? Uh, yes, it's not too far from there, uh, from the Diaz home, which okay. you can also see when you step out of the church. It's the big, it's the big scary black house on the hill over there. <laughs> I don't he doesn't say that, but it's the big it's the big villa on the house on the hill Father, in, in, direction. in your opinion, I mean it, it, we we do believe we were shot at last night. Do you think if we were to spend much more time around town or uh, looking for signs of our our, our missing um, you know family and associate here that we're likely to get shot at again or someone to make an attempt on our life? Do, do you know if the family is that kind of protective? Hmm. Let's hope. Let's hope that somebody was just out shooting rabbits, or uh, and a stray bullet missed you. And thank God that it missed you. Um, otherwise, I don't think that anybody here would ever resort to that kind of tactic. But. Perhaps somebody's trying to scare you away. I don't know. That's what I was kind of thinking. You said that it happened relatively late in the evening, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
people go to bed early around here because, you know, electricity is expensive and most people, some people don't have electricity. So they go to bed when the sun goes down or not, not there, not too far thereafter. Other than the cattle uh, ranching that goes on out here, are there uh, many other uh, ways to get employment? Well, other than a, a job in town. Yeah, like um, at the stores or the bar? I'd say probably, well, the Herrera Hotel employs, I think, just three people other than one. There's a couple of maids and a, I think, you know, a guy who works in the kitchen. Maybe four people. I'm not sure. Maintenance man. Eh, Juan probably does all the maintenance. Um, Sancho's probably employs a few people to be uh, um, assistants in serving guests. Do you have a uh, a mortuary? Or who performs uh, the, that kind of work? Or a funeral type home? We don't have a funeral home. Um, I do burial rites if it's anybody other than the, uh, the primary, uh, Diaz's or Valela Pereira's. Um, I think that they do funerary rites themselves if hmm. somebody dies. It's not necessarily in, in, uh, in cahoots with, uh, New, New, New Mexican law. But we're out here in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. Sounds like this town has its own law. Well, in a ways it does. It's like the Wild West. Um, I know that I know that if something, at least in my case, that uh, the doctor has to be present to sort of confirm that uh, you know the person is dead. We don't have a coroner. You do have a town doctor? Oh, yeah. Where does he work out of? Um, doctor. Uh, where are you, doctor? We might need this for more than one reason. <laughs> uh, doctor Carlos Valela Pereira. Um, <laughs> and if you look on. Uh, he's like on the back side of the, uh, uh, behind the chapel over on like the North Pico, side of it. Pico Avenue. No, on the, uh, the East side. Okay. Okay. And he, he's just sort of a general practice doctor. He, uh, you know, treats members of the, the town that have colds and whatever. But he would also uh, to do uh, death certificates or something like that? Oh, sure. If, that came, if it came down to it. Cause of death, things like that. Does he do autopsy type work or... In, or embalming? No, I don't think that, that we don't do it. Uh, now I'm, I'm speaking as the GM. Uh, they, I don't think they would do autopsies or 
uh, they might not do any kind of embalming. They okay. might just keep them in the ground ASAP. Yeah, if not, it's going to start stinking pretty quick in the heat out there. Yeah, within three days. I think the rule is you got to get them in the ground within three days. They probably have a place where they can put the body. Um, I lived in New England, and in New England, you could see if you went by a cemetery, there were often little hillocks, and they had vault doors in the front of them, so you could put the body in there. If, let's say, it was winter and the ground was too hard to bury them, you'd stick them in there for the winter, and then in the springtime, you'd bury them. <laughs> Oh, like a temporary vault. Like yeah. a temporary, yeah, temporary vault. So they would have something like that as well. A temporary vault at the cemetery. And the cemetery is just next door to the church also, right? Right, correct. Okay. Well, thank you, Father. I really appreciate you making time for us. Of course. Yeah, I, you know, you've been extremely generous with, you know, uh, Thank you very much. Your words. I don't have much else to do. <laughs> so, uh, mm. all right. Well, if you if you need anything else, please drop by. Will do, Father. Thank you very much for your time. All right. So now you head out of the church, and as you head out of the church, you see uh, them coming out of the tobacconists, and uh, you're both, I guess, heading towards Latumba again. Or did you want to talk before you get to Latumba? Definitely talk. All right. Yeah, well, professors, uh, I put some pressure on our, our friendly neighborhood tobacconist. And uh, he was very unhelpful, but I put, he basically told me, or said in not so many words, that he had a lot of pressure on him and he couldn't really say much um, about the town. It didn't. It didn't suggest mm. that there was anything wrong, but I'm absolutely positive. I heard him say when I left, when I asked him about the nephew, that he muttered, he wasn't even good enough to be buried in the family grave. I'm absolutely positive. I heard him that I have got good hearing. I've got sharp hearing, mm. and as as uh, Professor Hesney and myself left. We, um, I, I definitely heard him. I tried to kind of check around the building, but I couldn't. There was conversation going on, but that's all we could hear. Okay. I think that young boy's been done away with, and the family know about it. Well, that's horrible. It doesn't what about you guys? Well. Do you remember the? Do you remember the research in the library about the two hundred infants gone missing? Yeah, I remember you guys mentioning that. What about, what about you guys? How did you get on with the priest? We got an interesting bit of information uh, about uh, bits and pieces of information about that kind of oddly lead, lead to what you mentioned there. Um, the uh, the uh, cemetery. And it's kind of kind of leads to the cemetery there, you know, being being a place where you know. A focus, I guess you could say. Well, maybe we should take a little look at the cemetery because um, 
if there's a lot of people going missing, I'd be interested to see if they're showing up in the graves or not, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also a place that, well, considering that there are actual uh, vaults here, which is very rare for anywhere in New Mexico outside the big cities, um, I'd say that, you know, this is also a place where if somebody was poking around, they'd be poking around, and I wouldn't put it past anywhere two missing guys to be looking in those areas. Are the vaults? Not to mention that, not to mention that cemeteries also are spring up around um, important areas. So who knows? We might have one of those uh, those uh, monoliths that you guys mentioned be a part of it, either you know, in part or buried, or or kind of like in plain sight but obscured. Um, so that might be something to look into. Do, do we know who the cemetery is at all in the town? Or is it outside the town? Yeah, we could probably uh, see it from where we are right now. Can we? We're basically outside the church, between the church and the tobacconist. Yeah, it's 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 right there outside the church. Um, that's the the main cemetery. Uh, the priest had indicated that if you went to the top of the hill, and he pointed north when he said that, which is also in the direction of Casa de Diaz, um, that you look down into the valley and you can see it. It's very yeah. very clearly visible. Yeah, as we were talking to Father Alonzo, he kind of indicated that the, the family, they have their own burial tomb, and it's apparently by their homestead, which I didn't really understand where it was, but now that he's kind of directed over to that side of town, I've got a better idea at least where the family's situated, and uh, I guess this uh, tomb is, uh, well, it's just restricted for family, and they, the Cor de Diaz family does not want to use this central cemetery. Yeah, I remember when we came in, first came into Castro Negro and we drove in after a couple of you guys were were, too, were a little bit unwell. We drove in and I saw a big house up on the hillside, so that must be the place. Go ahead. Well, just got to make a suggestion. Why don't you guys... Um, check out the cemetery. I'm interested in Latumba here. I haven't been inside, and uh, perhaps a fresh face inside the uh, establishment there might be able to garner some further information. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. So you're going to walk across the the churchyard to uh, Latumba, mm -hmm. and the rest of you are going to continue on. Uh, to the north, uh, heading up the, the hill. Okay. Um, let's do Latumba first over here. All right. Um, well, uh, to re-describe re it, because you weren't here when we when yeah. did it, um, uh, the place is filled to the brim with all kinds of knickknacks and things. Um, the vast majority of them seem to have an Asian bent and there is very noticeably almost nothing in here that's Native American, which okay. is usual for New Mexico. Yes. Um, um, eventually, the proprietor shows his face, uh, and he's a little old man. Uh, his name is uh, Filippo Diaz. Okay. Uh, he's tall, he's gaunt, he's old, he's gray-haired, and he's got green eyes. Okay. And he basically says, is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anything that you'd mm. 
like to see. Uh, and uh, I, I, I talked to him. In, I talked to him in, in Spanish specifically. Uh, hola. Um, yeah, I noticed this place here and uh, thought I'd come in and have a look. Okay. It's he's rather speaking. unusual. He's, of course, speaking back to you in Spanish, though um, yeah. his Spanish is definitely uh, Spain Spanish, not Mexican Spanish. More Castilian. Yes, with uh, with uh, the THs instead of the uh, uh, S's, S's or Z's. Mm hmm um, probably probably more in line with how I learned it too. So it, you know. Um, yeah, I just says, uh, just you're, 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 you're welcome to look around. Okay. Um, everything is for sale. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, what can you tell me about uh, your your collection here? Was is this part of a of an old uh, parts of it an old, old collection? Do you have like I some kind of a distributor sort of thing going on here? Uh, 80 percent, ninety percent of my work is. Uh, is just uh, mail order stuff. Uh, mail order stuff, stuff comes cool. in, stuff goes out. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, where do you mail order from? All over the place. No, that's that's very wise to diversify. Yeah. So, uh, so things see? come from bizarre and uh, obscure little places. Oh, I understand, sir. I understand. Um. Hmm. So if you don't mind me asking, what got you into to building this shop of uh, interesting oddities and curiosities here? He looks at you with a strange look like it's an odd question. He says, he says, I, I don't remember. I've just been doing this for so long. My father hmm. did it before me. Um, uh the the uh, obviously the object the art has changed over the years oh yes yes indeed but hmm. uh no particular reason just to make make money to survive okay so you you do pretty brisk brisk business with the uh, items fairly decent yes well we got i guess people coming in from the county and and uh visitors like like myself and well that's why they call it a curiosity shop Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, pretty much inheriting the family business and carrying it on, then, huh? Mm -hmm. Cool. So, make yourself at home. Look around. Absolutely. Uh, if you have any questions? Uh, if I can answer them, I will. Yeah. Mm. All right, and then he sort of wanders off. Mm -hmm. um, gonna look. Gonna look around for anything that really jumps up at me. Well. Uh, out of, out, of, out of a lot of stuff that jumps out, of course. Go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. You bet. Um, nah, I'm, I'm just in awe of all the different crazy stuff here. This is... Okay, do a second spot hidden for me. Um, that one passed. Not a, not a uh, hard success. Okay. okay. All right, so... Uh, you're looking around, and part of part of what you're looking for is the things that they described. Yeah. Um, you definitely see the little statuettes. Uh, mm -hmm. You see a, a little collection of six of them. Uh, they're odd-looking little statuettes. They're not made out of terracotta like they are in the tobacconist. They're made out of some sort of a weird stone. Hmm. Um, when you 
when you feel the stone, it feels almost oily in your hand, mm. but there's no residue that comes off. And they're uh, they're dark, and uh, you think maybe kind of a dark green, almost black, but in the light, mm. there's sort of there's a definite greenish tone to it. Mm. Um, do you have any Cthulhu mythos? No. Okay, so you don't recognize them. Um, and you find it difficult to even identify what culture they come from. But go ahead and do like an archaeology if you've got anything like that. Got anthropology. That might maybe a little bit. Mm, not quite, just barely yeah. missed. Yeah, you can't place them. Definitely Asian of some sort. Asian or Indian, somewhere in there. My dear sir. Um, yes, yes, what can I do yes, for you? Yes, um, these statues here, are they all part of a set? Or are they just... Uh, or no, they they're, just they're usually individuals. Uh, those are uh, $50 each. Wow, that's quite a bit. It's a rare... Uh, rare thing that comes from india i believe india yeah some sort of an idol hmm kind of popular as good luck charms yeah very good hmm. you think you could do me 40 on it um no <laughs> okay all right no problem all right so you'll you're continue looking around you find the wax cylinder uh that's okay. part of a gramophone um mm -hmm. you notice that it has um a symbol that you don't recognize as any uh a letter in a lang in a language that you're familiar with on the outside of the case and other than that you look around there is no gramophone inside the uh inside the shop um you find an odd statuette the one described by uh by hisney mm -hmm. um it's very strange looking thing it's it's primitive and it's it's almost uh violent in nature but it's a it's a strange looking rat thing hmm. um it's its face is definitely human, human-like, and it has little hands and feet instead of what normally a rat would have. Um, there's something that's very disturbing about it, and uh, uh, you need to uh, do a sanity roll. Passed. Okay, just take one damage. Um, okay. You're also not dead sure whether it's a rat or a monkey because of the hands and the face. It almost has a monkey-like quality, but it's that sort of primitive art that you can't quite tell. Um, that's, that's somewhat disturbing. Uh, you find uh, the Latin volume with uh, cannibal pictures in it. Um, do you want to look through it? Yeah, I'll have a look through it since okay. I was told about it. Do you want to try to do any reading? Sure. Because it's written in Latin. Mm -hmm. Try to do a Latin roll. Okay. Pretty sure I have Latin, but 
Let me double check on that. It should be under other languages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do have some Latin. I'll give it a go. Okay. I made it. Okay. As you're reading through this book, at first it seems almost documentary kind of kind of writing in the beginning, as if it's describing someone's mm -hmm. trip into a place and they find this cannibal tribe and they manage to uh, dissuade the, the cannibals from eating them. Um, mm -hmm. But they begin to understand their uh, society. This was written um, centuries ago. It's all written in Latin. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the plates are quite disturbing. Uh, they're all mm -hmm. uh, woodcut illustrations. Um, and the more you read of it, the more disturbing it gets that they wanted to assimilate themselves into the tribe. And there comes the mm -hmm. moment when they actually attempt joining in the feast. And then the other members of this, this person's party, uh, they decide to sacrifice them all. And uh, he finally gets to taste what uh, one of his companions tasted like. And it gets more and more and more disturbing. So, sanity rule. It's also compelling. It makes you want to read the whole damn thing. I failed on that one. Okay. I'm going to make you do a 1D4. It actually says here to do a 1D6. But I just don't think screaming and running out of the building is really. <laughs> I take four. All right, you take four. So it's extremely disturbing. Uh, mm. There's also a price tag of twenty-five bucks. Wait, no, eighty dollars. It's on the book. Um, my good man. Um, kind of a little shaky. Um, how much? Um, that I believe is $80. Everything has tags on it. Okay. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm do apologize. This looks like something that, uh, that a fellow of mine would, uh, would be, um, um, interested in at, um, uh, back at work, back at the university. Um, I, th I think I'll pick this up. Okay. Certainly. So he'll uh, he'll bring that up. Now, I'll pay him. as he's as he takes that from you and goes to wrap or bring it up, um, you also notice there's another little book there. It's mm -hmm. quite a bit different. It's much smaller, um, and the title right on the outside of the uh, black leather uh, book is "The Dark Angels Kiss." I'm going to kind of, while he's ringing that up, I'm going to kind of look at that one. Okay. Um, it seems to be a book of poetry. Mm. Um, it would take, it would take a while to read it. Um, but 
Uh, the price on it is twenty dollars. Hmm. Just kind of carefully uh, put it put it down. Okay. Um, other than that, there's just junk and stuff, or not junk, but things mm-hmm. that are not not worth mentioning. Um, he okay. brings the volume and hand it to hand it hands it to you, and. Uh, I'm going to just thank you very much, that, sir. That you're done and you leave because there's not really anything. Um, before, before I go, I want to see if there's any other books of note there other than the uh, Angel's Kiss. And, nothing. No. Nothing. Okay. Um, thank you, my right. good man. I do appreciate it. So, the rest of you, you travel uh, just a short distance out of town, um, uh, always with the the house sort of looming there in the distance. Uh, you travel only about oh, a quarter mile or so, and you come to the top of the hill, and you're looking down into the valley, and the Valela Pereira, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Diaz, Casa de Diaz, uh, is there on another hill right ahead of you. And just to the side, is another hill with a very obvious vault carved into the front of it, you know, with classical pillars and and a little, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it, wedgie top on top of it. Um, are we highly exposed where we are now? And could we be seen very easily from the house? Probably. Yeah, it, you've got the you've got the trees behind you, so unless somebody was actually staring up there. Um, they, they might not, so you'd kind of blend with the trees. But uh, if you head down towards the vault, uh, you'll probably be seen. The road can be seen from the house. It's about the, the vault looks like it's about a half a mile total. Uh, the house is just over to the, the right of the vault. About how large is this house? And is it opulent or is it just old? Could you describe it a little bit? It's, it's it's very much a Spanish villa. It's uh, I it's probably looks larger than it is only because it's up on the hill, but it's only a two story house, and there are some rather large uh, trees growing around it. Um, but you know, it has balustrades sticking out, and um, so it's a combination of Spanish style and adobe. Uh, uh, it's dark. It's uh, it looks like it hasn't been painted in a long, long time. So the paint's peeling. It's from your from your point of view, it looks almost blackish gray. Are there outbuildings uh, like barns or anything like that, or close by? Doesn't look like it. Not that you can see. Any cars there right now? Uh, no. Okay. Does it have an obvious driveway going to it? Yes. It has a driveway going up the hill, and you can see that there's a. There's a place, it looks like there's a place uh, where you could park a car, and then there's stairs cut into the hillside going up to the house. Oh. It doesn't look like we could get down to that uh, that vault without really sticking out. I think we'd get seen pretty quickly. I, I could possibly do some... Uh... You know, during during the war, I, I did a bit of tracking and a, a bit of uh, 
scouting about. So I could possibly scout down if it's not too far. Is I'd, it say that, I'd say that if you guys didn't walk right on the road, but, you know, maybe 20 feet to the left of the road, you'd be kind of in the woods. Um, you still might be seen, but it'd be far less likely. Okay, well, I just suggest to the professors, I say, why don't we scout around the side and we just stay out of view and we'll we'll take it slowly and just make sure we're not seen. Yeah, okay. if you think it's if you think it's safe, yeah. I think it's doable. Okay. So as you come down the hill, uh, once again, it's it's just another quarter of a mile or so. Um, why don't you all do stealth rolls? I passed. I, I did not pass. I did not pass. Okay. Those of you who aren't uh, passing, you're making a lot of noise, stepping on sticks and and uh, stuff like that. Um, as you're going down the hill, um, Sam, it's kind of annoying you because they're they're making way more noise than than you want them to make. Sure is hot out here. Mm. Guys, this isn't a picnic. Come on. We, we were supposed to be keeping quiet here. I'm happy to carry on if, if you want. Is any, is, did anybody bring binoculars or anything like that with us in, as part of the kit? I think no? I have a pair, but they're back at the hotel. Okay. okay. I'm happy to scout on because you guys are like out for a picnic here today, you know? Um why don't you scout ahead? We'll wait here for Dr. Harlow to catch up to us. Okay. Let's do that. Just keep right. your eye. If you if you see anything, if you think I'm at risk, um, maybe make some animal sound or something like that. <laughs> Try and get like, my attention. Like a chicken? <laughs> chicken in the forest. Yeah, well, maybe, you know. Whippoorwill, whippoorwill. Whippoorwills. Yeah, whippoorwills. Um. <laughs> All right, so who's actually going down towards the vault? Just just Sam? Any anyone else got some skill? Yeah. Okay. So the rest of you are kind of waiting. Uh you're gonna see if you see uh, uh if you can see Dr. Harlow and then get his attention and have him come where you are. Um Sam, you start down the hill and Do you have natural world? No. Uh, a base 10%. Um, let's see how you cannot see that. Okay. So as you're going, uh, you're definitely getting to the bottom of your hill and ahead of you, maybe 30 or 40 feet is the slope that goes up um, and makes a mound where the vault is attached to. You begin to notice something strange on the... Uh, it seems as you're going that it's getting a little more difficult to make your way through the woods um, 
other than the road. Um, the plants get a little denser, a little, a little more uh, tangled. And then all of a sudden, uh, within maybe uh, 30 feet or so of the vault itself, the plant seems to die off. Uh, the, uh, the grass, if there's any grass on the ground, is withered. The plants are twisted, and the vines are, uh, are they don't look healthy. Um, there are no trees actually growing up near the vault. Um, there are bushes that, uh, I don't know how to say it other than that they're they're twisted and deformed looking, and it's it's quite striking. And the closer you get to the actual vault itself, the less vegetation there is, so that there's nothing growing right up where the vault door is. And the vault door is a big, heavy, marble slab-looking thing with a big, gigantic lo uh, uh, padlock and chains. Not big, gigantic, but you know, it's a big a big lock with chains um you're not sure if they're using some sort of chemical to keep the plant life down but you also notice that you don't hear any birds or insects or anything around it either so it's almost as if i, I i'm i'm beginning to think that either the ground's been poisoned or there's been something um that's affected the plants, not just killed the plants off, because there's also warped looking, distorted, you know, right. plant plant life as well. So basically, though, the problem that gives me is if I was to approach the the vault door, I'm totally exposed. Yes. As far as to the house. There'd be a direct view from the house looking down. Mm, that's a problem. Oh boy. I want to ask the professors what they think I should do, but I know that I'm now here on my own. <laughs> I haven't got a second opinion here. Um, is it by now? Is it late afternoon? Yeah. Shadowy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, there's lots of shadows, but yeah, the hill the hill of the of the vault and the vault door is pretty pretty strongly exposed. I decide to err on the side of caution and I make my way back up to the professors and just to explain everything I've seen. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I do, in one sense, I don't even know what we're really doing here other than the, the fact that we know, gentlemen, that the, the, the controlling force in this town is the Diaz family. The conversation I heard in the tobacconist tells us that I'm convinced that they are killing off anybody who uh, decides to reject the the the, the town way. Um, but and I, I describe the the vegetation, I describe the the vault, and I say it's probably too risky to to do that. Um, I think we'd better wait till nightfall if we were wanting to check this place out. When you're back at the other professors and you, you're sort of pointing in the direction, you can actually point out places where you say, you see how the ground there becomes bare and, you know, that there's definitely something 
maybe that's been sprayed on the ground there to kill the plants or you know some sort of toxin that's uh, that's been used to keep the plants away do, do any of you professors have any kind of chemistry or or m more of the natural world kind of you know skills uh i do i do have a little bit and uh can i try to make an assumption about what's going on you with sure. the the environment from here tom is that sure what are you what are you rolling uh natural world okay uh yeah okay i i failed it at at the best, you guys could guess that you know even something like ammonia, um, sprayed on the ground would probably kill most things that that are growing there. But they probably have to reapply that on a regular basis. It seems like a lot of extra effort. Yeah. Unless they did that specifically so that they could see it easily from the house. Did you say it was locked there, Dr. Steele? I mean, Sam? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was locked. It was a padlock over it. So we would we would literally need to break in, which would then reveal that what we've been up to. I'm, I'm not a lockpick, so I can't really do that, maybe without it being obvious. But again, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, I think we'll be seen mostly. I, I kind of get the impression that the, the way the... The the Diaz family are not interested in mingling with the commoners, you know, even though there's the two main families. They've got their own family kind of seeded into the village, holding positions in shops, and it's like they're they're maintaining some kind of control over the whole area. So, uh, yeah, I, I, th I think we'd, it would be dangerous to, to, to kind of expose ourselves to, you know, disappearing in the woods. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should get back. You know, if um, Doctor uh, Harlow's not finished yet, I think I'd like to take a a quick walk through the the cemetery to see if there are any fresh graves in town. Now, you know, especially if they're they're not marked, it, based on what you just you shared with us, what you heard back there, I'm a little concerned that maybe you know they they buried that boy right here in town. Yeah. The other possibility is if the family's connected, they could have buried him not in the town where visitors would see it, but in this tomb down here. But that's the family tomb, though. Didn't you, didn't you say they, they were... Yeah. They, they said something to the effect that not good enough to be buried with the family, or... How'd they say that again? Yeah, the he said he wasn't good enough to be buried in the family grave. So okay. that's that suggests he's buried, but somewhere else. Mm -hmm. that, that was kind of how I, I interpreted that. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and of course, if they really, I mean, yeah, of course, it doesn't even have to be in the center of town. I'm just thinking, hopefully, maybe there's some sort of sign there. You're, you're, you're thinking like a detective, Professor yeah. Haston. You, you and, might and have I'm, a point. And I'm really hoping that there's not three of them right there. So, uh, you know, three unmarked graves. I'm going to throw an idea. What do you, what do you say we all just head up to the Diaz house? Knock on the door and he has to speak with Mr. Diaz. What are you going to ask him? Mm, I don't know. Just really just uh, introduce ourselves, tell him why we're here. We're looking for missing persons. We know that he 
and his family sort of run the town, maybe not directly, but indirectly. I, I kind of feel like it's almost like dealing with a mob boss. Like, yeah, I sometime, agree. Sometimes it's just more beneficial to not sneak around and just approach him directly. And I mean, not, not well, accusing, but really just like introduce ourselves, see what the house is like, see what he's like. Maybe they'll invite us in or maybe we'll get shot. <laughs> Well, to be honest, Tisney, that that's been on my mind since we got shot at the night before. But I've been really cautious because you know, normally I would I would go in there, I would go in there, my guns and temper blazing, you know. But mm -hmm. but because you guys are here and we had Lane with us, I felt it could have been more, you know, more of a risky business to do it that way. But I would mm -hmm. happily go in and. You know, I've, I've got two missing people to find. That's my job, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'll happily go in and tell them what I'm doing here. And if any of you guys want to come with us, I'm willing to be up front with this uh, Diaz. But that's the hornet's nest I was alluding to. That's the the powder keg, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is I the can, boss. I kind of look at the other two professors to see what they think. Well, this time I'm probably coming up to you, coming up to, you probably see me coming up close yeah, by. You can see Harlow coming. You know, he knew which direction you were going. So. Find anything Hello. interesting? Hello, professors. Hi, Harlow. You, you look a little bit shaken. Are you all right? Um, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, what would you? What have you all found out here? Oh, we explained the tomb and uh, you know our thoughts just now about confronting or at least going up to you know tell them our business. A lot of interesting things here. Um, <clears throat> I I'm not against talking with uh, Mr. Diaz. I do believe we need. I do we believe we need to make contact, but because of his the nature that we've been warned about but from the priest, maybe it's a good idea to find an intermediary who was uh, local, who is willing to work with both us and Mr. Diaz to set up a meeting uh, where we could uh, talk under under controlled circumstances. Because I think if we just go up to the door there, we may we may have problems. And he, Mr. Diaz, might be might be a little bit more uh, apt to uh, to accept us if he's got someone he knows uh, vouching for us, as opposed to a bunch of strangers just coming coming up there. Well, so far, the entire town's been against us, except for one. We haven't been to the um, cantina yet. If there's anybody to talk with who knows stuff, maybe they're there. Maybe someone who's you know not entirely connected with the families, but is connected enough to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just been reading a lot of novels and stuff here <laughs> my spare time. But you know, I like Father Alonzo. I don't think he's necessarily against us. He could be a uh, potential for an intermediary, intermediary there. 
as well. Did you guys not tell me though that the father hasn't even met Diaz himself? Has, has, I don't has... remember him mentioning that. Didn't you say he's not a churchgoer or whatever? Yeah. Um, may not be a churchgoer, but it's not with not without reason that that Mr. Diaz and, and the father have not met and talked because they are integral parts of the town. Yeah, the town this small, I would assume they'd cross paths at, at, at some point. Yeah. They, uh, you, you know, in the, what, what, one thought I keep having is that this town is essentially the Diaz town. And it, it's like we're walking around this guy's home and, and asking questions about them, and we're not actually talking to them. And in a way, I almost wonder, if he catches words of this, he's probably going to feel like we've disrespected him. Well, I think he already has word yeah. about this, and I think the uh, and I'm getting to think more and more that shot uh, at us was was uh, kind of an indication of that. Well, it yeah, seems like there's a fifty fifty chance it was it was, it was someone in his family. Yeah. I should say that the sun is going to be going down soon. You want to hit the cantina for dinner then? Yeah, let's see who we can who we can meet up there with, and uh, if we don't come up with anybody who we might be able to work with and, and talk with Mr. Diaz or one of the other uh, predominant citizens, um, we could we could uh, we could go back and talk with uh, the father about uh, potentially setting up a meeting. And, and we've got mass plans the first thing in the morning if we just want to go over there and see him then. Yeah. And on top of that, we need to find uh, our uh, beneficiary. I didn't see him when I was uh, walking through the town and getting out of Latumba there. Now I'm getting a little bit concerned. Yeah, well, hopefully, considering everything we've been talking about, he hasn't been uh, gone missing, you know, like everybody else. Well, I'm hoping he's maybe at the cantina there. That's what, But I hadn't had a chance to go over there. I was more concerned about connecting with you all. Yeah, I think if we find the alcohol in this town, we're likely to find Mr. Lane. More than likely. I, what, what do you think of this idea? Here, here's another option. I, I agree. I think we should go down to the cantina. I think we should try and engage and uh, hear any local gossip if it's possible. Um, I, I, I agree with Hisney. I, I think we should, or at least a couple of us, I think we might need to be careful about all of us uh, speaking to him. But uh, we might need to have somebody speaking in the morning and somebody else having the truck with the engine running <laughs> in case we need to get out of here, you know? But uh, so it's, a, it's a sound sound thing there, sound thing. But, but I'm also really intrigued about this uh, tomb down here. And I'm wondering if with the sun going down, if I should hang about and we should check it out in darkness or, or should we head into town? What do you think? Well, I have to admit, I'm a little curious about the uh, about the uh, state of the plants that you mentioned there. That's kind of odd, but um, it's risky going over there. Town, we might have a little bit more uh, safety, but or do we wait till we see the king of the castle in the morning and his house? Like I said, I'd recommend finding someone who could. Uh, speak for us to the kid to the king as it were and uh 
and set up a, an arrangement to uh, discuss with him or, or one of his representatives. If he I doesn't like want to idea. deal with us personally. Just let, let him know that we're while we're doing is looking forward for our people. We don't want to upset anything, uh, and we apologize if we have upset anything. And um, you know, see if we can maybe get a, you know, a lead. So, what are we doing? Heading down to town, or do you think we should hold on and check this place out? The tomb. I am personally all about town, and I would like to discuss uh, what uh, I encountered at Latumba there. Um, okay, well, why don't we head into town and uh, is it Haston? You had suggested checking out the, the common grave to see if there was any fresh burials. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe just walking around the... the uh the graveyard, you know, might give us an indication as to whether or not there have been any fresh burials, you know, and if they are totally unmarked, that could be an indication of something. Uh, you know, as I was talking to you guys, it seems like it's probably, it might be unlikely if they were really doing something, you know, as dirty as we think they might be, uh, they probably would bury the bodies elsewhere, but yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. Well, with okay. the amount of people coming in and out of the town, if there's some underhanded stuff going down, I would agree that, that they wouldn't be leaving things in, in the open. All right. So you guys walk back down the hill and into Castronegro, the center of town. Um, there's the church. There's the cemetery. Uh, by now, though, you're in twilight. The the sun is below the tree line, the hill line. Um, there's still enough light to look at graves. You don't see any that look fresh. They all look pretty old. Some of them dimpled, you know. Because you know, guys, I'm, I'm actually getting kind of a knot in my stomach. You know, you know, we we may have gotten lucky and not gotten hit by a bullet last night. I, I wonder if maybe we should just eat there in the inn instead of walking through the streets again once it's dark out. Let's let's try the cantina and then uh, go from the cantina to the end and then kind of hang out there for a while. While yeah, let's just go directly there as quick as possible. And let's find let's find let's find Mr. Lane because I'm I'm as as it's getting darker I'm getting more and more concerned about his uh, well being. All right. And um. Hey Tom, quick question. I, yes. Sir. Just um, I had a thought when you were talking about the Asian stuff in the shop. Um, I, we've all or at least I have been basically assuming that the black hair and the green eyes is a Spanish feature. What I tell by looking at them, do they have an Asian feature? Not really. Um, okay. Some of them have a definite uh, Indian cast, American Indian cast. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make that. Most of, most of them are quite pale. No. Okay. All right. So you're going to head over to uh, Sancho's. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, what you find out when you get to the door is that Sancho's is actually considered a private club. Um, it's how they kind of skirt around the the prohibition law. 
um, it costs five dollars to become members of the club, at which point you can get through the door. Um, because other people are probably going in too as you're getting there, you notice that locals don't get charged. It's typical. Um, mm -hmm. uh, on the inside, it's basically what you would think. It's a, it's a few tables, actually maybe a dozen tables, and uh, there's a bar set up at the far end. Um, the building itself uh, looks like it's maybe 150 years old. It's adobe and brick, um, a little more modern than some of the other buildings, uh, but not as old as others. Um, and there's quite a few people in here, maybe uh, maybe six or seven people. Uh, some of them look like they're just, you know, got, they're done with work and they're having a drink. Uh, some of them look like farmers. A couple look like uh, 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 American Indian types. And uh, some of them look drunk already. Some of them look like local Villa Villelas or, uh, or Diaz's with the dark hair. Some of them don't. I think we should maybe talk to some of them that don't have the green eyes. Is Julius there? Um, you don't see Julius anywhere. Hmm. Has you kind of nervous? Kind of, kind of looked at you to to the to our fellows. I don't see Mister Lane here, guys. It's... Maybe, maybe, maybe we should ask about if folk have seen him if he's been in earlier. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting worried. We've gone through almost the day here without seeing him, and um, I, I approached. Now the, I'm getting concerned. I approached the barman and go and ask if if he's seen somebody of Julius's description earlier today, and um, uh, order order some drinks. He's uh, he's washing glasses. Uh, he looks up at you and says, "You know what can I get for you? What do you want, guys?" Water. Can I get an aviator? It's an aviation. <laughs> um, tequila? Yeah, he probably has tequila. Uh, anyways, he, get, he gets you guys drinks. Um, you wanted to ask if um, he said, no, I haven't seen anybody like that. All right. Is is a guy got green eyes, or is he a, a more normal human being? Yeah, he's black hair, green eyes. Hmm, fair enough. If you, uh, ask so, him, if you ask him, his name is Gilberto Diaz. Gilberto. Hmm. Uh, I ask you know, do you get many do you get many visitors around here, Gilberto? Mostly farmers, farmers' hands, uh, town people, regulars, occasionally people like you. And any questions for this guy? 
Well, should we ask the obvious? Do you, do you still have the uh, photo of Godfrey? Do you want to see if he remembers sure. seeing Godfrey in town? Sure. We pull out the picture of David Lane and Godfrey and ask if they've been in town in the last while, last month or so. Too. Well, he gives you more of a look like you're bothering him and uh, glances down at the picture and says, never seen him. Goes back to cleaning his bar or glasses or whatever. Mm. Hey, friendly place, guys. This is good. I try psychology roll just to see if he was blowing him off. Or was it just really obvious he was? Um, go ahead, do your psychology roll. It's a pass. Um He seems willing to serve you drinks, but he doesn't seem very talkative. As soon as I get reception, I'm giving this entire town a one star on Yelp. <laughs> it may be. It may be. Uh, you know, people come in here and say things to bartenders, and it's kind of the unwritten rule that bartenders don't blab, so... He just doesn't. He just doesn't want to talk about anything, other than what drink do you want? Okay. Sam decides to go for the opposite extreme and a scan around the room to see the most old, old, non-green-eyed, drunken person in the room. Well, there is, there is, there's a, a couple that are sort of that way. Most of them look uh, a little bit more uh, uh, American Indian. Um, there's one guy over in the corner though with brown hair, uh, looks like a white guy. Uh, he looks like he's two or three bottles to the wind at this point. He's got a silly smile on his face and he's just sort of leaning against the wall, uh, in his chair. So he's in his chair and he's leaning against the wall and he's got a bottle on the table. Is he too far gone to even talk to, or or do you think do does, do do I think I can get a conversation out of him? It's hard to tell. Okay, I, I go over to him and and ask, uh, "How are you doing, partner?" Huh? Oh, who are you? I'm just visiting town. I've been looking for some uh, lost friends oh, and relatives. Have a drink, and he. Sets the bottle down in front of you. He says, uh, James Whitlock. Uh, Sam Steele, pleased to meet you. Uh, Sam, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, James is kind of a short, uh, lumpy fellow. Uh, his hair is messed up. Uh, he's uh, got a wild, unshaven sort of face. Uh, looks like he's Looks like he's about 50. But he might be younger than that. He's kind of worn out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just sort of sitting So, there. James, do you, do, you, do, you, do you live in a town here or do you work around a town here? He says, oh, he says, yeah, I stay, uh, I stay over at uh, Juan's place. Oh, you live there? More or less, yeah. I'm in room... Uh, Room two. Okay, that's where we're staying as well. 
I, I just kind of gesture to the professors and say some of the professors over there from the university are, are with me and uh, we're staying over there as well. What can you tell us about this town? It's an intriguing little place. Oh, jeez. The things I could tell you about this town. Come on, you, do tell. You know, you know. Yeah, we, we know what it's like already, you know. Here, have another drink, you know. Thanks for the, the offer. If, you, you don't know. mind if I do. So, uh, come on, James. I mean, I'm finding out that this lot are a tight mouth and quite honestly, pretty ignorant bunch at times, you know. Is that your experience? Ah, ignorant? I don't know about that. I think they got to be pretty smart. Yeah, they're pretty clever, them people. In what way? Well, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So do you find it a bit strange being around this town for such a while? Well... I take care of all my problems with this bottle right here. Well, not this bottle, but a bottle. It's just, you know, it keeps me from thinking too much. Sam kind of leans in close and he says, Hey, James, have you ever been told to mind your own business or to keep quiet? Have you, have you ever had that kind of pressure put on you like we feel we have when we've been here? Who are you? Are you going to have to do a persuade roll? Who are you? And who are your friends? Um, can I do something else instead of persuade? I've got 10%. Do you have... Uh, uh, I've got psychology. Charm. Um... Uh, 30%, yeah. I'll do a charm. Is that okay? All right. All right. Is that acceptable? Uh, yeah. Um, I failed 47. Okay. So, you know, who are you people? Just, okay. Why are you drinking water? What the hell is wrong with you? Have a drink. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't drink, sir. Oh, well, that's why you're so uptight. I agree. I agree, James. Have a drink, Professor. Come on. <laughs> Look. So why why what brings what brings a bunch of guys from where'd you say you were from? Albuquerque. What brings a cup a bunch of guys from where that place you said? What yeah. brings you to town? Well, James, can you keep a secret? Sure. Okay, um, I'm actually working with the professors. We've got one professor that was around this area, and he went missing. So the professors here are really worried about him, and I'm trying to help find him. I've got some skills in that area. So you got missing people. Yeah. Mm. More than one. What, in fact, one of our friends who's staying with us, and it's unfortunate because he's the guy with the most money. He's We don't know where he's gone. He's gone missing. So you got more people going missing. Mm. 
Have you ever heard of anything like that, James? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people go missing all the time. You know, once they uh, once they get it in their heads that they need one of them sacrifices, then uh, then they go all out and find what they need, you know. James, shh, shh, keep your voice down a little bit. Come on. So, so they they go for the old the old the old style religion here then. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, what? Come on, come on, tell us. Well, you know, the 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 people here go way back, you know, and. Uh, and you know, if you're here on the right day, and you you end up in the wrong spot, you end up you know there's there's lights up on them hills sometimes, and and you know they're dancing around and making all kinds of racket, and it ain't no like college kids or anything like that. It's just crazy shit, and and uh, you can hear awful yelling and screaming, and you know that sounds crazy. Uh, and uh, are you talking about up in the hill? Are you talking about up at Bernardo Diaz's place or up in the other hills? Well, you know, he's uh, he's one of them. He's you know, he owns just about everything in this town. And I've seen, I've seen, you know, what comes when those people are dancing around, and I've seen what you know where it. It goes. The, what what the, comes? What comes? The, you know the thing they call forth, and it. Uh, I, I you know it's uh, it's it, it comes with them out to the shepherd's barn, and and you know uh, the shepherd's barn. I, I I know you don't believe me. I know it's like crazy. It's like crazy. You know you but, but wouldn't this... believe any of this stuff. You don't care. You don't care. Why would you care? You don't you don't know nothing. Uh you climb up them foothills one day and and uh you uh you uh go over to that uh shepherd's barn and see what you think then and uh take a canter at old Diaz's vault. Boy, you'll know then. Just cause you know ain't just uh it ain't just what? a drink in me. I'm not I I'm I'm not that drunk. I believe you. I believe you, James. Who, I kind of look. Who are you again? Sam. Remember, Sam. Sam. Your new best friend in town from Albuquerque. Well, I say, where, where is this Shepherd's Hill? Shepherd's Barn. Sorry, where is this Shepherd's Barn? A shepherd's Barn. You know, I've been out there, and uh, I used to. Is that wh is that where the monoliths are on the hill? The big statues, the stone. He looks at you and he looks confused for a moment and then he sort of goes, <laughs> he just completely passes out in front of you on the table. I'm like, guys, did you hear all of that? You know, you notice Harlow being visibly nervous right now, despite the fact that in see shaking. I push, I push the bottle that James has just left left us towards you. <laughs> I say, what's up? What's up, Harlow? Are you all right? Yeah, let, let's let's go back to the hotel. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. This place is just too damn. These people are nuts. Well, I think that's a good plot spot to to call it then. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our players included Ken Trench, Jeff Wilkins, Ford Fitch, and Fred Carter with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you like, if you would like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>